present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Greetings and welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck Rindon, and I'm joined by Amy Nalawai. Amy, how are you? I'm here. I'm ready to talk some Disney California adventure. Yes, as am I. You know, th- this episode, we're uh, focusing on Disney's California Adventure, DCA. It should be interesting. You know, we, I feel like we haven't talked too much DCA on this show yet. We did uh, feature Rogers, the musical, a while back. But uh, yeah, DCA gets its moment in the sun, if you will, <laughs> this week. So without further ado, let's just launch right into it with our Fab Five this week, we're counting down our five favorite places to relax, uh, or in Amy's case, people watch <laughs> at Disney's California yep. Adventure. So, Amy, why don't you kick us off number five? Coming in at number five, we've got the Carthay Circle Lounge, which is a nice little spot for you to either you know, wait for your Carthay Circle reservation or just pop in for a drink, an adult beverage maybe an appetizer. I used to frequent Carthay Circle Lounge a lot back in the early days. Uh, I loved their Bloody Mary. So that was always a a fun stop, Uh, particularly in the summer. If I wanted to like duck the heat or something, go in there, enjoy Bloody Mary and just, uh, yeah, the atmosphere was always cool. Uh, And especially if you go in the restaurant, you know, there's a ton of pictures of Walt Disney and, you know, sort of that thirties, forties era Hollywood it's a good ambiance, good place to relax. Nice place to escape and take a seat and just chill out for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. All right. Number four, we have Flo's V8 Cafe. Specifically for me, I like the, uh, the patio area viewing because it gives you an awesome view of Radiator Springs racers and just Cars Land in general. So it's just kind of nice to sit there and sort of take in the ambiance of the place. Yeah, the patio is a great spot to get outside, get enjoy the fresh air, have a seat, enjoy the sights and sounds of Radiator Springs Racers. And uh, I also enjoy sitting, there's a little um, dining room area that is adjacent to that little side patio, uh, has a nice big window that faces racers as well if you rather enjoy the air conditioning <laughs> a stay inside um, you can you can sit in that little uh, room as well and enjoy the view inside and then you also get the really great soundtrack for flows like mm, that's they true. have the best music <laughs> they do they do yeah yeah i enjoy the music but yeah you've got lots of great options and you know, some grab a milkshake and <laughs> and some fries while you're at it as well. <laughs> Very classic vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nice little spot to chill. All right. What, what do we have for number three? Well, for number three, 
if you head over to Grizzly Peak, there is a rest area that's kind of tucked over there on the side. And it's a great shady spot to escape the sun. Um, There's usually some benches and spots to sit and relax. Nobody, like, not a lot of people know about that spot. Yeah, I think people assume it's, like, backstage or something, maybe. I don't know. No no one goes back there, typically, which uh, is great for me. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's a great place <laughs> to sort of escape the crowds for a bit. And even if you're just trying to, you know, make your way from, like, next to the Little Mermaid right there over towards Sornover the world or California or what, whichever it happens to be at that given time. Um, that pathway cuts over to the opposite side of the Grizzly River Run queue. And it, it gives you a different um, a different vantage point if you've got like friends that are going on it and you want to like grab a picture of them or something. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Kind of fun to, to mosey that way. And and also it's just, you know, the, the path less taken. So if you um, are having a moment and you just need to escape the crowd, but you still want to, you know, get from point A to point B, you can kind of sneak back over through that pathway. But like I said, great spot to watch people that are on the ride um, and just, you know, find a spot to chill and relax and enjoy some peace and quiet. And actually, you kind of feel like you're not at a theme park, (laughs) minus the occasional scream from the ride. But like, (laughs) it's a little escape. No, that's true. It has a nice ambiance. And yeah, you feel like you're kind of out immersed in nature there for a little bit. Definitely a good one. Coming in at number two, uh, and this is one of my favorite areas there's of course the silly symphony swings but underneath those there's actually some benches that you can sit uh, strewn about and honestly this is just usually a great like midday break area for me (laughs) i love just sitting there usually you have a nice little breeze coming off of the water and uh, you get a nice great view of uh, depending on where you're sitting you get a great view of the Pixar Pier area or back more towards like the aerial attraction and that area of the park. So it's just a nice way to, again, sort of duck the crowds and just have a nice, peaceful, reflective moment, which uh, I I enjoy. Kind of feels like you're actually on a little boardwalk there. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Amy, you have the honors. Number one. It's our number one way to relax or people watch. So coming in at number one, not too far away from that bench under the swings there, is the Paradise Garden Bandstand, uh, which is a neat little spot. It's right there. You know, you've got some great food options close by, the beer stands close by, you've got <laughs> all the essentials, Goofy Sky yeah. School close by. So you kind of hunker down, find a shady spot, grab, you know, any food or beverages that you may need, um, let the... Let the kids and those who are brave enough to go on Goofy Sky School or the Jumpin' Jellyfish or what the swings, whatnot, go do those, you know, attractions while you sit under the shady trees. Occasionally enjoy some great live music and entertainment from different bands that are um, showcased there on the the bandstand. And uh, it's just a nice little spot. Great people watching there. Like I said, conveniently located to food. There's a restroom close by. Like it's just got... Everything you could possibly need kind of all in one spot. I love that that spot is just usually a cool, breezy location to just chill for a little while. And I've spent probably longer, (laughs) 
longer time there than I should (laughs) on some days. But, you know, if there's good music playing and got, you know, a beverage and something tasty to enjoy, um, it can definitely uh, relax there and people watch for as long as I need. Yeah, it's a good time. And give me a live band and I'll, I'll be there all day long. That's one of my favorite things at Disneyland Resorts. Yeah, they always bring in some great music. Yeah, definitely. So there you have it. Our Fab Five favorite places to relax and people watch. So next time you're in Disney's California Adventure, uh, maybe give one of those a shot if you're looking to escape the crowds for a bit. All right, well, let's say we transition to the past for a resort rewind. And specifically this week, we're going to take a look at the original entrance to Disney's California Adventure, uh, as well as Sunshine Plaza and to some of those areas there. Amy, do you have uh, many memories of the original DCA? What, what were your thoughts on that original entrance? I do, I do. Well, you know, the one thing that I always remember uh, doing is in front of the entrance, there were the giant California letters. Right. And, you know, since my name is Amy, I always liked to take my picture in the letter A. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have a bunch of different pictures of me (laughs) and that letter A. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I was known to take a picture too on the C myself. So I I get it. It kind of sucks, though, if you were with somebody whose name didn't incorporate a a letter from California. (laughs) So they were kind of on the outs. Too bad, so sad. Sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, that was like the first thing you had to do before you even go through the turnstiles. You got to take a picture with your letter, right? Right. Generally speaking, I don't think people understood California Adventure when it first opened and what it was attempting to be. I don't think that was very clear from the get-go. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people were expecting like Disneyland Part 2. You know, like right. kind of that same sort of Disney with Mickey Mouse and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff everywhere. Right. Yeah. And and while, you know, they had a presence there, it wasn't... It wasn't in your face. Like, it, yeah. Yes, exactly. I thought it was a very clever way that they created the entrance. The whole entrance was supposed to um, basically mimic those fun, you know, welcome to insert your state here postcard. Right. You know, so it was a, you know, welcome to California postcard where the facade of the stores that were right there at the front, um, you know, like greetings um, was the one store that was the one on the left. And the, the way that the facade was created, it was you know covered in poppies. And then you had the monorail bridge that was the Golden Gate Bridge and right. all these different elements that were supposed to be a part of this postcard. Mm-hmm. Then you had the, the sun icon in the back, which was supposed mm-hmm. to be in the middle with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, if you stood, you know, on that little compass that was in front of the park, um, you, you got the, the grand picture of what the entrance was attempting to do with that postcard vibe. Right. And it was, like, when you saw it, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was very detailed. It, it was. You know, I, I'm going to fully admit here that I was initially one of those that didn't get it <laughs> up front. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you weren't alone. Well, yeah. When I when I originally saw it, I just saw it as just, okay, they, they 
put together all of these California icons and they just sort of threw it like a kind of a hodgepodge of California in your face, right? As you're first entering the park, uh, didn't really even connect the postcard thing until later when I actually saw concept art for it. Uh, and then of course, immediately the light bulb went off and I was like, Oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah. For, for a while there, I, I didn't get it. And I think maybe a lot of people had problems with it because if you weren't standing in that perfect vantage point, right, on that perfect spot, you didn't really connect, I think, the postcard. You just saw, okay, the giant California letters. I want to take my picture next to my letter and, Mm -hmm. you know, be on my way. When you see it and when you actually put yourself in that spot, it was pretty cool. I I give them points for creativity because it it was definitely an interesting way to enter a park. You're basically entering through a giant postcard. So here you go into the heart of California, uh, even though you're actually in California already, but maybe that's another (laughs) topic for another day. Those front letters were certainly iconic to the park for quite some time. And then, of course, they got fun because they would change out the design. They would add like the candy cane color during the Christmas or holiday season. And then I believe uh, for the year of a million dreams promotion, they added like kind of a cloud overlay to the letters. Uh, So the letters kind of took on a, a different look depending on the time of year i suppose so that certainly made pictures fun yeah the the other element that i always thought was really interesting so once you you know enter the park and you make your way you know into i guess now it would be the it would be that little fountain area where carthay circle in front of carthay circle but that used to be the sunshine plaza and there was um this fountain, like, I call it like a fountain thing. I don't know. It was a fountain. Oh, the, the way fountain? Yeah. So it was this giant sun, mm-hmm. this giant metal sun with these things that like came out around it. And then underneath that, there was this, you know, wave fountain that kind of mimicked a wave, an ocean wave. Which the fountain itself was pretty cool, by the way. It was. It was a beautiful fountain. Very, very relaxing to kind of be near to and watch. Yeah. And I loved all of the, the really um, intricate tile work and mm-hmm. details and stuff that, that were all around the Sunshine Plaza there. But one of the details of that that I thought was really cool was that um, there were these sun reflector things positioned around the Sunshine Plaza that during the day would take the reflection of the sun and shine it onto that sun on the fountain so that it would reflect the sunlight during the day. Yeah. I mean, the the idea was to always have the sun actually shining, right? Yeah. <laughs> Having the light, not have it be in the, the shade or anything like that. Yeah, it, it definitely was a, a cool visual. The sun icon itself, uh, <laughs> did you uh, ever hear the quote-unquote affectionate nickname people had for the sun icon? No. People used to call it the hubcap. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's, I guess that's what it looked like. I guess uh, it kind of did. Look it, it did kind of sort of bit. look like a giant um, hubcap. For being a honest, a really fancy, expensive hubcap. Right. Sure, but interesting. So, yeah, it, uh, it became known as the hubcap. Uh, but the sun icon, you know, it was it was an interesting visual to enter the park. I, I'm not going to say it was as striking as Sleeping Beauty's castle or 
I think even Grizzly Peak was a, a better icon and, and Disney even agreed with that because that was the icon for the, <laughs> the official icon for the park and mm-hmm. all the promotional mm-hmm. materials. It was cool to have the sun right there. And the, I, I think really, like you mentioned, what made that area was the wave machine or the, the wave fountain. Uh, that, that just added kind of a beachy vibe, but yet more so just a fun, relaxing ambiance. And, you, you know, you pair that with the music as well. And it was fun. I was going to say the music in combination with that was like, you know, with the Beach Boys playing or, well, I, I can remember, do you know the way to San Jose? It was like all these different California. I, I love themed. LA, Randy Newman. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There were all these different California themed songs that would play and it just seemed to match that vibe completely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I will say every time I walked through the gates of California Adventure in those early days, the music in Sunshine Plaza just immediately picked up my spirits. It was uh, so energetic. Uh, and just, yeah, the, the sampling of California tunes they had was just uh, remarkable and uh, yeah, great. Yes, well, Sunshine Plaza made way for for better things. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it, it was there, I believe, like nine years. So it opened the park, of course, in February 2001, and it finally... Uh, was sunset, so to speak, in uh, September of 2010 uh, to give way for the eventual uh, Buena Vista Street and Carthay Circle, uh, what we have now. Yeah. Of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention another, I I guess you could argue, important or not, but it was certainly prominent structure in the entrance area there for early DC, and that's Greetings from California which was around from the park opening February 2001 to August 2011 was when it closed to give way for the shops of Buena Vista Street. But uh, Greetings from California was originally designed to basically be DCA's Emporium. It was even sort of located similarly to Disneyland's Emporium as you were exiting the park. It was right there on your right-hand side. And it was supposed to have everything uh, and it did. I mean, its moniker was it, it houses everything under the sun, <laughs> uh, which which was mostly true. It, you could also even apply that to their decor, because from what I remember, uh, it was sort of a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. I mean, they had these stylized palm trees. They had pictures of sunglasses everywhere, postcards mm. on the wall. I don't know if the original intent was to have it be kind of a like a California roadside attraction type thing where just all these different themes came together but there was a lot i'm not really certain how well it worked uh for me i much prefer the stores we have today for buena vista street elias and company and some of those i I think just the theming is way more uh intricate and thought out like you can actually tell (laughs) what it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what it's supposed to be. Uh, whereas uh, Greetings from California, uh, it was just kind of all over the place. But uh, it certainly was a, a destination. I mean, it was like in your face and you didn't enter the park without at least visiting it once. So I guess it had that going for it. But overall, though, what, what are your feelings? If, if you could go back in time, would you prefer to have Sunshine Plaza back? Or are you pretty happy with Buena Vista Street? I mean, I feel like Buena Vista Street is better. I mean, 
I wouldn't go back. I would go back to like enjoy it for a day, but then I would want Boy to Mrs. Street back, if that makes sense. That's exactly uh, my opinion. <laughs> In the moment, uh, early California adventure, really, I, I was kind of uh, whatever about it. Uh, wasn't, you know, really my thing, but I didn't hate it, but it, it wasn't, I don't know. I guess it didn't live up to my initial expectations. But it's one of those funny things where time and distance sort of uh, softens your feelings on things <laughs> and the nostalgia starts to creep in because, yeah, I find myself kind of nostalgic for some of the early parts of DCA, particularly like we talked about Sunshine Plaza, the music I'm super nostalgic for. I I, I still loved like entering the park with that, uh, you know, the Beach Boys or Randy Newman or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, even through the rose colored glasses i now look upon <laughs> those things uh through the benefit of time and nostalgia i still wouldn't trade point of vista street for for that the theming is so much better and i i love like walking into that old you know 30s 40s hollywood there's something cool about that you know and then you see the trolley going and it just all comes together and of course carthay circle there i wouldn't want to go back but I would be totally open to experiencing like a throwback night, right? <laughs> right. Like a special <laughs> event where I can enter the park and, you know, give me Beach Boys again for a bit and uh, maybe somehow mimic the Way Fountain if they could find a way to do that. I, I don't know. I mean, I would be about that, right? I would a thousand percent love to see Eureka one more time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And yeah. I have a soft spot for the Golden Dreams. <laughs> Remember the Golden Dreams movie? I do. I do. <laughs> the Golden Dream Theater, whatever. Good old Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. That would be fun. <laughs> that and and I kind of want to go on Malaboomer. Malaboomer was fun. Oh, that yeah. Was, uh, that was one of my time. favorites of early DCA for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. Our resort rewind. Took a nice trip back to the early days of DCA and their entranceway. Certainly some memories there. You know, I, I still prefer what we have today. I think DCA now as it is today is a much better park overall than uh, what it was back then. But like I said, I, I still have some nostalgia for it. And there's certain aspects that I, I do miss. So that was fun revisiting. But let's say we move on to the heart of the show today, our deep dive conversation. And this week we're continuing our perfect day series uh, but this week, we're going to chronicle our perfect day at DCA, uh, just in general. So it should be interesting. Amy, what do you have? What's your perfect day at DCA? This is kind of hard for me, <laughs> mostly because I don't know that I've actually spent an entire day in DCA since many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> Blue moons ago? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the last time that I was at DCA for Rope Drop was, maybe it was like 2010? No, maybe it was 2011, 2012. It was one of the trips that my Oregon family came down for. I'll confess that, like, for me, I may show up the resort and like head over to DCA first, but I I don't get there for rope drop. It's usually like 
midday at the earliest, early to late afternoon, and then I'll cruise over to Disneyland. So for me to plan a whole day at DCA, this is this is going to stretch me. So um, I think to start the perfect day at DCA, I would need to stop at Fiddler Fife and Practical Cafe for sure. Okay. I would need a very large chai tea latte and some egg bites before tackling anything. All right. All right. I like it. Got to get that energy going. Yeah. <laughs> and I think from there, I would probably head to Radiator Springs Racers and get that done first. Just because that queue is not fun in the sun. <laughs> and it it gets long and and hot and it's yeah. just not it's not fun to be in the sun over there. No, it's definitely not a midday attraction for sure. No, so I think I would do that and then kind of attack Cars Land as much as possible. Okay. And then from there I would walk into Avengers Campus from that little pathway next to Luigi's and I would head to Pim's Test Kitchen um, nice. for I'll call it brunch. <laughs> I believe they do serve breakfast there. Um, they do. They do. But by that time, I assume it would be after the the breakfast hours. So um, I would hit up. They have what's called the PB3 Superb Sandwich. Mm. And it's this, um, we'll just call it a fancy peanut butter sandwich. I don't know what else to call it. It's not a normal peanut butter sandwich. It's got some pizzazz to it. And they serve it with this little teeny tiny banana smoothie and the sandwich with the smoothie together it just it works it works really well and then of course it comes with potato bites which you know how i feel about potato bites yeah we chronicled that far and deep on this show yeah yes give me tots with all the things so that would be um you know sort of brunch <laughs> so to speak and then um I'd probably spend some time doing character photos with the characters in Avengers Campus, catching whatever I can catch there. I'd probably hop into the single rider line for web slingers and ride web slingers and um, then probably head over to Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think they have a single rider line for that, do they? No, they don't. No, not that I'm aware of. That's unfortunate. So I think after that, I feel like that would probably take you to like well after lunch. Yeah, you're probably midday at this point, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I'm going to need some more snacks. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. So then I would probably actually head back into Cars Land, which I know seems sort of awkward, but I would go back into Cars Land because I would need to hit up the cozy cones for the chili cone queso mm. and or the bacon mac and cheese cone i i like both a lot so i'm not sure i make the decision once i get there and kind of any mini whiny mow it <laughs> it depends on what what uh what i'm feeling in the moment but both of them are pretty tasty nice. so i feel like one of those would make a good snack and then with my cone snack i'd probably cruise on over to little mermaid head that direction and uh, i would either do if it's like the middle of the day and it's hot i definitely would hop into little mermaid first because it's nice and air conditioned it's a nice slow moving dark ride 
um, enjoy that. And then from there, I would probably head over to do Midway Mania. Nice. Do enjoy that ride a lot. It is certainly fun. Usually tends to be a pretty long line. So that would probably take up some more of my time. From there, I guess if the line's not horrible, I would do the swinging gondola on the fun wheel. Oh, okay. or, sorry. The Pixar pal around. I forget what the new name is called. It's had a few identity crisis over the <laughs> years. Call it Mickey's Fun Wheel. In all honesty, I probably would bypass the roller coaster just because I don't know. I think that cue, like the way that the sun hits that cue, I just don't like waiting in the line. <laughs> if there's no line, I'll go on it. But if there's any sort of line, I just don't like waiting for that. Right? It's not as much fun to me during the day i don't know i I prefer the roller coasters at night if i'm gonna do roller coasters so i'd probably i I probably would bypass that i feel like um i would make a late afternoon early evening reservation for the magic key terrace Ah, okay nice and um i would partake in um a five four three two one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh. it's tasty um it's delicious i would probably have one of those and uh maybe the charcuterie board or the charcuterie board and the the quesadilla flatbread is really good but it's kind of spicy for me but if someone wanted to share that i would probably get that and share so that i could eat the non-spicy parts that don't nice. have the spicy <laughs> sauce on it because it's tasty it's very good <laughs> but just kind of chill up there for a little bit and then after that feel like that would put us at I'm just guessing here. Um, we'll just say that that's going to put us around six and seven ish or so. Um, I would probably do Soren after that and then um, completely backtrack <laughs> back over towards the wharf. I am a dessert first. Life is short. Eat dessert first kind of person. It's not a bad motto. I think I could get behind that. <laughs> So I feel like I would stop into Ghirardelli's. Okay. It would be a toss-up between the Ocean Beach Sea Salt Caramel Sunday or a Quake Shake. I'm, I'm not sure which one I would go for. I like both of those. Those are probably my two favorite things. I'd partake in that before heading before heading to the Pacific Wharf, I, you notice my DCA my DCA encounters all have to do with food. Like seriously, it's all about the food for me at DCA. Well, honestly, it's all about the food at, at any Disney park for me. So I, yeah, I'm tracking with you. And how could I forget? Like ultimately, there would be a show at the Hyperion that I would see at some point. Mm, nice. Um, you know, it's been kind of tricky with. Rogers the Musical this summer because it's been dark on Sundays and Mondays and those are usually the days that I get to go. Um, so I'm super bummed that I haven't been able to see it more, but always love when there's a show at the Hyperion. So I'd probably throw that in there at some point and then do dinner at the Pacific Wharf. There we go. Okay. I like it. My go-to tends to be whatever I can get in the sourdough bread bowl. So, <laughs> and they change things seasonally there. So I think right now it's like a clam chowder is the soup. They also have a special beer cheese soup, which is amazing. Uh, you can also get the macaroni and cheese in the sourdough bread bowl. Who doesn't like carbs with their carbs? Right. So <laughs> I feel like I would choose one of the sourdough bread bowls um, for dinner. 
And then once the sun goes down. Party really starts. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sort of at a loss for what to do once the sun goes down. But um, <laughs> usually I feel like I like to do like the last one or two drawing sessions at the Drawn to Animation okay. um, workshop at the Animation Building. And that usually ends before dinner. So, you know, throw one of those in if I could. In the perfect DCA day, I'd be able to run over to Disneyland to watch the fireworks. <laughs> hey, 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 Matt, that's, that's cheating. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, no, no offense to my all perfect of my DCA world of day, I would be at Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, for fireworks, come on. Oh, gosh. I, I know that I have friends that uh, that love World of Color, but for me, like, I'll watch it once, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I had to choose between Fantasmic and World of Color, I would choose Fantasmic every time. Obviously, Fantasmic isn't an option right now, but um, if I had to choose between the fireworks and World of Color, I would choose the fireworks. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess the evening, the evening would be a great opportunity. So is your perfect DCA basically there would be no DCA? <laughs> no, I would just not typically be there past eight o'clock. Gotcha. <laughs> it's the main Because, <laughs> yeah, I guess my perfect DCA, I end up running over to Disneyland either for the parade or yeah. for fireworks. And then I don't. I don't, I'm not a park hopper in the sense of like going back and forth. I go to one park and then I go to the other park and I'm done mm. and I go home. Like I don't do the back and forth thing typically. Right. So that being said, I, I'm usually not at DCA past eight o'clock. <laughs> so I don't even know what is there to do in DCA after eight o'clock. <laughs> yep. So maybe my my perfect my perfect DC. Ooh, I just got an idea. I just don't know if they're there. I know that there's an entrance from DCA into the Grand Californian Hotel that's right there by the Hearthstone right, right. Grill, the little bar that's over there. And sometimes there's music and stuff over there as well. That could be a fun little escape. Can we throw that into my perfect day? Does that count? It's not really DCA. All right, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Give it to me. Okay. Well. I guess the way that I would end my perfect day at DCA would be on Buena Vista Street. I would stop by Clarabelle's for a hand-dipped ice cream bar mm, nice. topped with Pop Rocks. Okay. <laughs> That's always my favorite. I don't know why all I right, like Pop right. Rocks, but I do. I would get one of those, and then I would buy something pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy something pretty. Oh, there you go. Uh, or, or some things pretty. Pretty things. I like it. Do some shopping. Yeah, for sure. And um, leave with something fun. And there you go. Thus concludes my perfect GCA day. All right. All right. I, I totally cheated. I'm, I feel like a failure, but. <laughs> hey, it's, it's your perfect GCA day. So whatever, whatever that entails. I mean, the perfect GCA day is just being there with friends that are willing to eat all of the things and share all of the food and yummy things with me during the day. So I get to try and have all the things, <laughs> but not eat them all myself. So, there you, go. you know, oh, there I you like go. That. that's a good plan. <laughs> all right. 
I'm sure yours is going to be way more exciting than mine. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> we, we shall see. We shall see. I placed the bar low for you, friends. So, <laughs> with it. All right. So, <laughs> my perfect day at DCA. And, and much like you, I, I'm not someone who typically is at California Adventure for Rope Drop or in the morning. Usually, my day will start at Disneyland. In most cases, California Adventure is kind of my midday to early evening park. But for this perfect day, if I am going to be there at Rope Drop, we will assume the first thing I'm going to do is head straight to Pim's Test Kitchen to grab breakfast. Specifically, I'm going to grab the ever-expanding Cinepim Toast. Mm. It's not something that I've tried myself, but I've heard it recommended by a number of people now. Apparently, it is delicious, so I would want to try that. I mean, DCA isn't really known for their breakfast options, so, you know, I'm going to take what I can get here. <laughs> and this sounds like my best option. So, Pim's Test Kitchen, the Cinnapim Toast. After I enjoyed that, then I would hit up uh, some more of Avengers Campus right there. I would take in the Disciplines of the Dora Milaje show, uh, because I do enjoy that. It's a lot of uh, fun energy there. And then, of course, got to watch the amazing Spider-Man fly through the air. So I would definitely make a point to do that. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's just classic Avengers Campus. Got to do it. Uh, and then, uh, of course, I would make my way over to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Just can't uh, be in that area of the park and not do that attraction. Basically, Avengers Campus would be my morning go-to there. After that, I would venture over to Off the Page, the store, peruse all of the collectibles. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, this is what how my brain works, is what I like to do. I just kind of take a look to see uh, all of the things that I would want to buy later on in the day. So, you know, <laughs> uh, perusing with my wallet once again. <laughs> so I, I would take in Off the Page for a while. After that, I would head out and over to catch Soren uh, because I feel like if I'm at DCA, I got to do Soren. That's just kind of classic DCA for me. Uh, whether it's Soren or Soren over California, if I had my preference, I would prefer Soren over California. It's just me, but I, I would take either one. After that, this is where uh, my stomach would probably start rumbling again. And I'd be ready for lunch, uh, which I'm calling lunch number one in this perfect day. <laughs> because I'm heading over to Corndog Castle to grab a hot lake <gasps> corndog. How did I forget about Corndog Castle? Oh, so good. So good. Especially the hot link corndog. Oh, it's mm. just chef's kiss for me. Love it. Uh, it's probably, you know, as much as I love the Main Street corndogs, Give me a hot link corn dog any day of the week. They are so good. Still hand dipped. Delicious. So I would certainly have to imbibe in a corn dog, hot link corn dog. After that, I would hit up uh, Little Mermaid because, you know, it's right there and there probably wouldn't be much of a line, uh, which, you know, I'm all about that. And then I would head to Pixar Pier and I would either do Incredicoaster or Toy Story Mania. It would be dependent on if I'm by myself, Incredicoaster, uh, because I feel Toy Story Mania isn't as fun if you're by yourself. Uh, that's just me, maybe. 
if I'm with a group of friends, then Toy Story Mania, because that's always a good time. And I usually win. So, yeah. <laughs> so one of those. And then after that, uh, I'd be ready for what I'm dubbing lunch number two. <laughs> I would have had the uh, foresight to make a reservation at Lamplight Lounge. In my perfect day, I'd be sitting right uh, at Waterside there. And I would order the lobster nachos because uh, I absolutely love those. If you're not into lobster, you can actually substitute for chicken or uh, steak, beef, I believe. So either way, the nachos are delicious. Highly recommend them. Mm -hmm. uh, I would also pair that with their 2319 non-alcoholic mocktail drink. Have you tried this before, the 2319? I have not. I tried it for the first time last trip, and honestly, it was really uh, delectable. I loved it. Uh, basically, the 2319, it contains a strawberry puree, cream of coconut, pineapple juice, and it's topped off with Coca-Cola. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. The cream of coconut initially turned me off, but honestly, I didn't really taste it. Maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't know, but all the other flavors worked pretty well in concert, and I liked it. It was very refreshing. Hmm. I would certainly have 2319. And of course, man, it's just fun to say 2319. We have a 2319 over here. I was going to say, I can't, I can't hear you say that without thinking 2319. Yeah. The only thing I'd yeah. make it better if they served it with some kind of like candy, like sock or gummy sock or something like that. I feel it's the only thing missing from it, but that would be funny. Right. So I would enjoy my time at Lamplight Lounge. I'd probably lounge there for like an hour or so, just kind of taking in everything and sort of recovering from the day up to that point and recharging my batteries. Uh, afterwards, I would uh, take a stroll around Pixar Pier to kind of let my lunch settle. I've always loved the theming of the pier itself. I know they basically have kind of thrown the Pixar stuff on top of it, but it still works <laughs> for me. I, I like it. So it's just always been one of my favorite areas of uh, California adventure since day one. So taking the sights there. And then, you know, we're getting to kind of dusk area, sun's beginning to set. So I would make my way over to Cars Land because I would want to make sure I catch the Shaboom mm -hmm. that they do there, uh, which if you're unfamiliar, Shaboom is when they light up Cars Land for the evening. Usually it happens at dusk, which is kind of a different time every every day. So they don't give you an exact time. You just sort of have to be there around dusk. This is fun. Have you ever taken part in a Shaboom? Yes, I, I do enjoy that. There's a ton of energy. Usually people are kind of dancing around. The cast members are getting, you know, kids and adults involved. And it's just this whole fun ordeal. The energy is infectious. And I'm secretly fascinated with neon lights. So it's just fun watching. Well, there you go. The cars land, you know, light up. the road there light up one at a time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun experience. If you haven't done it before, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's one of those things that I would say you should go out of your way to experience at least once. It's it's really fun. So I would take in the Shaboom. After that, I would do a single rider radiator spring racers. And then uh, I would just kind of walk cars land for a bit uh, taking the sights, the, you know, taking all the music, uh, there's just such a vibrant area. There's just usually, especially at night with all the lights, couple that with the music and everything. It's just such a fun place to just chill in for a while and take in all the atmosphere. So I would hang out there. Uh, and then for dinner, of course, I would go to Flo's V8 Cafe. 
where I would get Flo's famous fried chicken. Not as good as the Plaza Inn for me, but it's still fried chicken. And so I'm still going to enjoy it. <laughs> I like it because of mostly because of the atmosphere. You know, I can just sit there and take in all the lights and everything from Cars Land uh, while I eat my fried chicken. So I, I guess you just call me the fried chicken man because that seems to be <laughs> where I'm at all the time, <laughs> whether it's D- Disneyland or uh, DCA. But uh, yeah, that would be my dinner. Flo's famous fried chicken. Uh, and then after dinner, I would do some merch shopping. I would buy the things that I scouted out earlier. Probably too many things, if I'm being honest, but just all depends. So I would do, uh, you know, some of my shopping. And then, of course, I would have to go buy Claire Bell's hand scooped ice cream parlor to grab the mint chocolate chip sundae they have, which I believe I, I talked about on a previous episode. If you didn't hear that, it's just wonderful. I love mint chocolate chip. And of course, they top it with a chocolate Mickey shaped sprinkles. I mean, how can you really go wrong with that? So I would enjoy my ice cream and then I would take in the last showing or probably in some cases the only showing of World of Color. I do enjoy World of Color, although I will say there are certain iterations I prefer over others. Uh, I do enjoy like the holiday version they do. Candidly, I haven't caught a World of Color one yet, so I can't really comment on that, but I do enjoy it. So if this was my perfect DCA day, I would certainly want it to end with a nighttime spectacular. Uh, I could cheat like you and run over and watch the fireworks, but I'll play by the rules and stay (laughs) within the confines (laughs) of the park. (laughs) I'm the rule breaker. I would end the night with World of Color and then I would head home. And that is my perfect day at DCA. Nice. So there you have it. Our perfect days at DCA. Uh, One of us wants to actually spend the day in DCA. The other wants to go over to Disneyland, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But hey, it's it's the perfect day at DCA. So, you know. (sighs) (laughs) The perfect day at DCA would take me back several years to like i don't know electronica or med tea party or something you know Mm. one of one of those fun things i'd I'd even take glow fast you know (laughs) just like (laughs) (laughs) fun nighttime music dancing yeah yeah i miss that i miss that a lot i agree that was fun, especially, well, I know you are a Mad Tea person and I enjoyed Mad Tea as well, but man, Electronica was so amazing, especially, you know, they recreated Flynn's Arcade. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I was in heaven. I was in 80s heaven. <laughs> like, it was great. All right. Well, you heard our perfect days. Uh, we would love to hear your perfect days. So, uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram. Hello, Project 55. <laughs> I'm just thinking, help me, <laughs> help me know what to do at DCA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, well, there you go. Yeah. If you have, if you have advice for Amy on how to actually craft a perfect day uh, that doesn't involve skipping town to Disneyland, yes, she's all ears. Help me. I'm all ears. I'm always looking for new things to do, especially in California <laughs> Adventure. Admittedly, it's a park I don't spend nearly enough time in. So always excited to hear someone else's take. So yeah, be sure to hit us up. Hello, Project 55 on Instagram. And with that, it's time for us to say goodbye. 
But on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us today. And if you have, the best way to ensure your adventure continues is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. That's right. And we'll be back next week with even more Disneyland Resort fun. We can't wait to connect with you then. Until then, take care and we'll see you real soon. Bye.